Hey folks, it's been one year since the January 6, 2021 insurrection at the Capitol, and we're still learning more about that day. It remains to be seen whether the instigators of the attack, including former President Trump, will all be held accountable. The House Select Committee is ramping up its investigation as it seeks information from sitting congressmen and plans to hold public hearings and release reports in the coming months. In other news, former Manhattan DA Cy Vance left office without bringing further charges from his investigation into Trump's business dealings. And a California jury convicted Elizabeth Holmes of defrauding investors in her former biotech startup, Theranos. While a New York jury convicted Ghislaine Maxwell of sex trafficking teenage girls on behalf of Jeffrey Epstein. Joyce Vance and I discuss all of this and more on the Cafe Insider podcast. Today, we're sharing a clip from the episode with listeners of Stay Tuned. To hear our full conversation and access all other Cafe Insider content, try the membership free for two weeks. You can do that at cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. We look forward to having you as part of the insider community. There seem to be two camps. You know, there are friends of ours who are very notably frustrated about what seems to be the lack of an investigation. Adam Schiff is among that group. And then there are others, and I've seen their social media posts and I've seen their commentary, who say, look, any criminal act that involves lots of people, you start at the bottom and you build your case slowly and you go up. And I understand that point as a general matter. But here, when you have hundreds of people who storm the Capitol and you're saying that you know, flipping them is going to get you the president of the United States, which is an argument they seem to be making. This is not that. This is not a well-organized, hierarchical, organized crime family syndicate, right? Where, you know, you go with the one guy and then he gets you a guy one level up and you keep moving up in that way. Do you agree with that? Or do you think there's something about some of these charges with respect to the Oath Keepers, perhaps, that will allow prosecutors to get a window into higher level folks? I think that that's a possibility with some of the Oath Keepers type cases. And there are some interesting situations where there is this conversation, allegedly, about bringing guns into the District of Columbia on January 6th. Of course, guns are illegal there. There's been reporting that there are witnesses who talk about ferrying guns across the water. That implies a certain level of organization that would be interesting to pursue to see where it might lead. And of course, we've also seen this reporting about war rooms and and the Willard and people who were involved in maybe different capacities and different war rooms. Whether that all connects and whether that ultimately funnels higher up, I think, is an interesting inquiry that's more analogous to this typical sort of rolling up the chain investigation that prosecutors are used to conducting. Yeah, I think that may be. I think what's more important than flipping people who, you know, busted into the Capitol, who engage in more or less violence, depending on the circumstances of that particular person, is the stuff that happened around Donald Trump on January 6th itself. Obviously, there's other evidence about the big lie, and it all, you know, fits together into a narrative and a story and a compelling, I think, using in the non-specialized way, indictment of the, of the former president. But we keep hearing more and more things about the supposed 187 minutes, someone said we shouldn't use minutes because it doesn't sound as long as three hours, three hours and seven minutes from when the insurrection began and Donald Trump made a statement. I mentioned a few moments ago that among other things, Ivanka Trump told him he should do something about it. There's evidence and reporting that many people told him to tell his people to knock it off. And Liz Cheney 
who was on the 1-6 committee, Republican, but increasingly being marginalized in her own party, has said, essentially, if you're watching television during an insurrection on the Capitol, you're unfit for office. And the state of mind of the former president is incredibly important here. We're not going to have emails from him. We're going to need to understand from the people around him, including Mark Meadows, including Jim Jordan, including his daughter, including you know everyone who had any communication with him at all on January 6th, what was his reaction when the violence began? And that speaks volumes, doesn't it? I think it does. And I think you're honing in on just the right way of, of looking at that. I have heard people speculating that the former president's failure to act could somehow substantiate criminal charges. And I'm always very leery of this notion that inaction leads to criminal consequences. There are some statutes that are written that way. Sometimes there are regulatory actions. I agree with you. I think that what's important here is using that inaction as proof of his state of mind. Yes, 100%. Right? And and that could support other types of charges, maybe a conspiracy to interfere with government or some sort of interference with official proceeding charges. It's his state of mind that's so critical here. The way the argument would work is you have evidence that he wanted the obstruction to take place. He wanted the interruption to take place. He gives that speech. He talks about fighting. He has all this other conduct leading up to January 6th. So that's you know your primary argument, that he wanted it to happen, that he directed these people and incited them to violence at the Capitol. And what's your proof of that, as you point out? Well, some of your proof of that is when it actually happened, he seemed to be happy about it which is consistent with his original state of mind as given by the principal argument, right? If it wasn't what he wanted, you would expect a president to be mortified and to call folks into action immediately and to call them off. He was none of those things. He had to be basically pressured into making a statement during which he also said how much he loved them. That was a really good closing argument. All right, so maybe Merrick should announce the, Merrick Garland should announce the indictment of Donald Trump tomorrow. Can we back up a little bit and just read some tea leaves? Because I don't see a lot of signs that DOJ is looking at this. And I would expect that even in a closely held investigation, some grand jury witness someplace would say that they had a subpoena. That's precisely what Adam Schiff has been saying, that there doesn't seem to be any clue of that. And that's a problem. But I do see a little bit of other stuff. There seems to be some indication that DOJ might be looking at some of the money, like Sidney Powell and her little shady funding. You know, it's it's not clear that they're looking at other stuff, but it is possible that there's something going on out there. So what about the January 6th committee? Should we assess them a little bit? We should. I think that they're doing a great job. And why is that? I think that they have learned the lessons of other failed congressional investigations into Trump and come in with a plan for dealing with obstructive witnesses. That's one. Two is, I think that they've worked fast. They give every appearance that they worked through the holidays while Congress was in recess. It looks like the committee went on working on witnesses and gathering evidence. And although they're dealing with some delays, notably the the Trump delay, the delay in turning over documents from National Archives that they've now asked the Supreme Court to act on in their conference, I think it's on January 14th, but it's the 
they've asked the court rather than putting it onto their calendar for the year and slowballing it to deal with the issue promptly. The committee has come up with five lines of investigation. They've put experienced prosecutors and investigators to work. And so they're tracking down, you know, they're they're following the money. They're they're looking at what level of organization there was around January 6th events and who was involved. And I think it may be a little bit embarrassing ultimately for DOJ if DOJ is not investigating. And if at some point Congress, you know, hands over to them these neatly organized blue jacket files full of potential charges and evidence. But Congress is looking an awful lot like a U.S. attorney's office right now. Well, be careful how you say that, because arguably that plays into the argument of the Trump defense, which is this doesn't really have a legislative purpose. They're trying to be an investigative or prosecutorial body, and that's not appropriate. So do you want to rephrase? Yeah, I don't really want to rephrase because I think that you can be serving a legitimate legislative purpose, and there are a number of them here for Congress. And before you can deal with your legislative goals, you need to engage in a full investigation into what took place leading up to and on January 6th. And you also need to understand whether crimes were or were not committed in this regard, because something that Congress could legitimately do here, in addition to protecting against future sorts of incursions like this in terms of strengthening the procedures for certifying the vote— Congress might want to consider whether they need to tweak existing criminal laws or or create new criminal penalties. So I think, frankly, this is an argument that the Trump folks have been pushing very aggressively, and it could take on a little bit firmer of a response from the congressional committee advocates. Can I ask you a more particular question further to what you were saying before about what appears to be the lack of activity investigating folks at the top? Sure. If you were the attorney general or the U.S. attorney responsible for figuring out what happened on January 6th, would you have long before now had FBI agents interview or attempt to interview Ivanka Trump and Mark Meadows and Mike Pence and their respective chiefs of staff and other folks who were in communication with each other and with Donald Trump on January 6th? Thanks for listening. To hear the full episode, head to cafe.com slash insider and try out the membership free for two weeks. That's cafe.com slash insider. To the many of you who have chosen to join the insider community, thank you for supporting our work.